What's happening, everybody? This is part three of the three-part episode of the free agency draft. Everything that is Browns, things crazy stuff that happened, the Odell Beckham trade, Olivier Vernon, Kareem Hunt, you name it. We got through a bunch of that stuff recently, which has been terrific. I've uh, been very happy with how each one of these has turned out. Uh, and this is the culmination with Walter from WalterFootball.com. If you're not familiar with WalterFootball.com, you should be. Uh, it's probably the preeminent uh, draft domain that you can get into. Uh, it's a terrific place to be. Uh, and everything draft guru I think that you want to get is definitely in this website. Uh, I hope you are super stoked to listen to this. I know I was stoked to have him on as a guest. Uh, and he keeps wanting to do more of these, so this is even better. So anyway, hope you enjoy the culmination of this. Uh, keep listening to... Uh, everything on the Brownie Bites. You can check us out on Twitter at Brownie Bites Pod. Uh, and you can also catch me on the NEO Sports Insiders. Uh, that's where everything gets posted. Uh, look forward to talking with you soon. Take care, everybody. Have a great day. everybody thanks for coming to another episode of the brownie bites it is your favorite podcast on the internet and today i have a very special guest i have walter from walter football say hello my friend hey how's it going good man it's going great and i'm super stoked to have you on this i was actually very surprised that you even responded uh <laughs> so clearly you're a very down-to-earth guy and you love to do things like this so um thanks a lot for that yeah i love talking football and uh, thanks for having me on i'm looking forward to this yeah, so this is a. I was telling you earlier, this is kind of a part of a three-part series. You are going to be the third part, and um, you know, first, I guess you know, let's get started. I, I want if people don't know who you are, and if they haven't gone to Walter Football yet, I mean, he was talking earlier. He gets about three thousand, three hundred thousand people visiting. So I'm assuming somebody listening to this is actually going to your website. So, how did you get your start? You know, tell me a little bit about you, and kind of go from there, and just just talk a little Walter Football. Well, we started in uh, 1999, so it's going to be 20 yeah. years. It's going to be 20 years in November. 
Um, it was a class project in my high school internet class, and we were nice. told to make a website about something we like. And I was like, oh, I like football a lot, so I, I made a football <laughs> made a football website. And like back then, the URL was uh, centralhigh.net slash wcharup slash football dot html. Um, but Man, uh, that I, is something I, that nobody would ever find at this point in SEO. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We had like 10, 10 viewers every day, and like like nine were me. You know, uh, yeah. so. In 2004, I bought my own domain, and then um, I, I went into journalism when I was at Penn State, and uh, I wanted to... Hey, man, you know, we get... are. I'm a big Penn State fan, bro. Nice. Um, yeah, I wanted to get into writing. I wanted to cover an NFL team or something, and I thought I could use my website as something on my resume. And then uh, the traffic just increased, and all of a sudden, I got an ad offer to do it full-time in 2007. I'm like, okay, I can do it full-time. So I've been covering the uh, the NFL for almost 20 years on wallsofootball.com, and we do everything. Like, we do uh, mock drafts, we do free agency grades, we do power rankings and uh, picks during the season, fantasy football. So we, we do we do everything about football on the site. No, yeah, it's definitely um, and one of the things that I noticed too. It's 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 free agency. It's you know even NBA. I mean, you got NBA stuff on there too. I mean, I, I don't know if you're trying to do a dabble in a side project, but I mean, hey, there you go. I don't know how long you've been doing that for, but it's it is pretty well rounded. And even the rumors and the things like that, the way that you kind of break it down, you know, with the you know by team by rumors. I mean, you guys are doing a lot of scavenging, you know, to be able to. Um, you know, find information for people to take on. And you mentioned Charlie earlier. I mean, he's, is he your full-time partner or, I mean, how, how does that work with that relationship? Yeah. Charlie Campbell is our, our senior NFL draft analyst. He's uh, been working full-time for the site since uh, 2011, since the lockout mm-hmm. ended. Um, and, and yeah, I was telling you off air that uh, I've never seen anyone network like him. He, he talks, yeah. he like seemingly knows everyone in the NFL. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing how he does that. And uh, he, he provides such great draft information. Um, I think we were uh, the past two years. We were the most accurate uh, in mock drafts, and that's all because of Charlie. Like it's all the information that he he provides, and like he speaks to teams, and he, he kind of knows what teams are, are going to, going to try to do. So, um, yeah, he's uh, he's he's great, and uh, he's he's one of uh, five uh, employees we have on the site. So, so it's, uh, it's really nice that you can actually talk about saying I get paid to do this on a website like every day. Isn't that kind of crazy? Yeah, I never I never thought uh, this would happen. You know, when I started. In my high school class, I, it, was, yeah. it was fun, and I, I did it outside of class. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I never thought this would happen. No, that's insane. Like, I mean, I do this for fun, too. Not to say that I'm ever going to be, you know, like dropping 300,000, you know, hits on my podcast anytime soon. But it's just, you know, I mean, you do it for fun. Then before you know it, you're like, oh, my God, like, this is actually a real job. Like, how crazy is that? Is that kind of a good or a bad thing? I mean, you're probably like, oh, man, it was a whole lot more fun when it wasn't a real job. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's never, it's never, it never feels like a job. Like it always, right. uh, like when I got out of college, I went into, um, I worked at a mortgage company, which is, this is miserable. Cause you know, oh, like, God, I, yeah. and this, this is after the, uh, the collapse and like we had to turn right. everyone down and it was just miserable working there. Uh, but after, after I got home every day, uh, from this job, I, I worked on my website, like it was my right. hobby. So it, it never feels like work really. No, that's so cool. No, I, I agree. I mean, even when I go to the site, like, I mean, it's there, I'm there perusing it for fun. I can imagine, God, that'd be so cool to like start writing up these, you know, these player, you know, in, in evaluations for who's coming out in 2019. Like, how cool is that? I mean, do you guys get access to the combine and things like that, too? I mean, is Charlie able to go to that and things like that? Well, Char- Charlie goes to the uh, the East West Shrine game and the Senior okay. Bowl, okay. Um, but we are actually banned from the combine, so uh, that's, that's oh, not possible. Oh, <laughs> oh man! All right, you dropped a good nugget. Now I got to know. Well, uh, yeah. So uh, we we kept applying for the combine. We kept getting yeah. rejected, and like 
you know, s- websites with lesser traffic always got in. Yeah. And we're like, well, like, why is this happening? And like, uh, yeah. so Charlie ended up talking to someone who works at, works for uh, NF- the NFL Network. And uh, yeah, he um, he told us that Roger Goodell was not pleased that we were very critical of him. And so, yeah, we are in, oh. we're not allowed at the uh, combine because of that. Uh, you know, it's you know, it's funny how people with a big bunch of power think that they can just do whatever they want and just put a thumb under thing. You know, what a piece of shit! I'm, I'm just putting that out there, man. Like, <laughs> well, now wow. you're ban- you're banned from the combine too. <laughs> That's fine. You know what? I'm never going there anyway. So God bless you, Roger Goodell. But <laughs> it's just it's amazing how people do that. Like I, I work in real estate on the side as well, and I also, I mean, I have a full time job in technology, which I I. I I actually like it, but I just don't want to do it anymore. It's like not a passion of mine at all. But like, you know, people even in those small statures, like millionaires or whatever, they're doing real estate. They find it in their their ways to be able to like eliminate you as a person, casually doing it like behind your back. And at least you got real life. Like somebody said, listen, Roger Goodell just hates your guts. So, uh, you know, deuces to you in the company. <laughs> so I'm at least proud for Roger Goodell or some representative for Roger Goodell, at least saying to your face, listen, he hates you. So deuces, you know, it's not just, well, you know, I'm not really sure Walter what's going on, man. I just, I keep losing the contract. I know every time you send it in, it's too late on the deadline, you know, stuff like that. Like that would annoy me. At least you got it straight. I like that. Well, after a while, we got it straight. Like for a couple of years, we kept getting rejected for the combine. It didn't make any sense because we right. knew of other websites, you know, similar to ours, but with less traffic that would go. Right. And it, it didn't make any sense. And, the, and then it became clear that we, you know, we weren't allowed because we we're a band. But Charlie still goes to Indianapolis during the combine to just to talk to people. He doesn't yeah. go inside the building. But yeah. Uh, yeah, he gets a lot of useful information that way. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, hop in a hotel and I'm sure you'll probably be able to bump into, you know, 15, 20 people in a restaurant at any point in time. Just just have a chat. Oh, absolutely. We go to the bars and like at night, you know, people, NFL people are there and just, nice. uh, just strike up a conversation. And uh, yeah, no, that's pretty crazy. Uh, good. Good. Uh, learning a little bit about that. So I guess we should get the nitty gritty of the Cleveland Browns, who now are apparently going to come out of the doldrums <laughs> of the worst team in the NFL and now become like the NFL ticket and be on, I don't know, like eight mainstream games this year or some crazy number. That's what they're talking about here. I'm like, I need you need to tone that down a little bit. Like if they get on like four this year, I'll be I'll be pleased but they have to start winning a little more. And I, I know, uh, listen, I'm on the train. I love Baker Mayfield. It was an amazing pick last year. And I guess we'll kind of, you know, start there, which is that last year's, you know, draft class that the Browns had. I mean, what a killer draft that was. I mean, uh, three or four starters out of that, you know, except for, you know, Austin Corbett, who now will be a starter this year. I mean, your assessment of that draft, John Dorsey, things like that. Oh, and the draft class is awesome. Uh, at, at the time, I was I was a little critical um, I like Baker Mayfield the most out of all the quarterbacks, but I thought yeah, that yeah. the Browns, I thought the Browns could get him at number four overall. So yeah. I thought, I thought that they should take Saquon Barkley one and then get Baker Mayfield four. Right. I, I didn't, I, I didn't get the sense that the Giants are going to take a quarterback. Uh, they like Mayfield. I uh, sorry, they like Barkley all the way. And I yeah. thought if Barkley wasn't going to be there, I thought they'd take Bradley Chubb. Uh, yeah. So I, I didn't think uh, the Browns would miss out on Mayfield. And if the Jets took Mayfield, then the Browns would get uh, Sam Darnold. And I thought right. Darnold was my number two quarterback. So I, I right, thought right. I thought going Barkley, um, Mayfield was the better move. But right. the way it turned out, you can't complain because Denzel, <laughs> yeah, Ward, right. 
he's been amazing and he's going to have a longer career than Barkley just based on the position he plays. So, and the draft class looks great. Uh, you know, Mayfield Ward and then Corbett, Corbett's going to start this year. Nick Chubb, uh, he's, he's an amazing running back. And and I didn't see that coming at all, man. I thought his legs were dead in his senior year of Georgia. Yeah. That's what I thought too. I, you know, I I like Sony Michelle Moore and, uh, Chubb's 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 been great. Uh, and pairing him with Kareem Hunt's going to be outstanding. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. Chad Thomas is the only uh, whiff so far um, sure. on the first two days of the draft, but he has a lot of potential, and um, you know he, he could be a good rotational player for them down the road. Uh, then you have Antonio Callaway, who's uh, you know he's he's got so much speed, and he has a lot yeah. of potential as well. You know, yeah, I'm excited to see what he can do. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, uh, and then the the other significant pick, Jannard Avery, like he's yeah. um, I mean he, he played a lot last year, and uh, for a fifth rounder, you know, most fifth rounders don't make an NFL roster, so right. So yeah, no, it's pretty crazy. I mean, Jernard Avery was uh, looking like that he could get anywhere between eight and ten sacks a year if they use him on a regular basis, they, which they didn't. I think I mean, he played maybe 30 percent of the time, I bet. I, I'd, I'd have to look that up. But, you know, when he was on the field, you can clearly see he could do damage. I don't know how good he is in run defense at this point. You know, I'd have to, you know, to, you know, pro football focus or something would, would have to show something like that. But either way. Uh, I mean, and I guess, you know, getting into that, like some of the needs this year, I mean, one of the the big blows, I guess, so far is they haven't really been able to get anybody from a linebacker perspective. But I, I assuming then they think that uh, Chad Thomas is going to be able to step in and take regular reps, you know, on the other side where Jamie Collins was. Kirksey was hurt most of the last year, so you're not sure what he's going to do this year in 2019. And Joe Schobert is a pathetic tackler. He's a really great, uh, you know, guy when it comes to, you know, pass defense. But, man, oh, man, I mean, how can he miss almost 30 tackles in a season on a, on run plays when I, I feel like it had to do with the fact that when he got hurt, too, with his hamstring, that he just never felt right after the fact to be able to move side to side. But, you know, this 2019 free agency class with Sheldon Richardson, the trade for Olivier Vernon, and now the trade for Odell Beckham, this is bananas man like winners uh, and losers at least from 2019 outside of the browns and then we'll talk about what you think about the browns so who was kind of some winners from some other teams and some losers from other teams i thought the packers uh did a good job i mean they they got um they they got adrian amos from the bears like any any time you can steal a uh Right. A, a talented player from a rival like that's huge. Yeah. And obviously they lost the division to the Bears last year. So um, getting Amos, I, I thought was huge. And then they got the uh, the two pass rushers, Darius Smith and Preston Smith. Yeah. Uh, so it, the defense obviously was a big weakness for them. And yeah. uh, it seems like they, they've really improved in that regard. Uh, so I, I like what the Packers did. I, I you know, I we're going to talk about the Browns. I, and the Browns, yeah. I liked what the Browns did. Now you mentioned yeah. all their moves. I, I thought yeah. they, they did an outstanding job. And, uh, I would say the jets are another team. Um, I yeah. didn't leave me on bell to, to compliment Sam Darnold. I mean, that's, that's going to be outstanding. So do you really think, I guess we'll talk about the jets for a minute. Do you really think that Odell, uh, or that, uh, Le'Veon bell is going to still be the same guy that he was in Pittsburgh? I mean, maybe because he didn't have the full year. So now he's got a little extra run in his step. You know what I mean? He's not getting beat up for an entire year. I mean, does that, why you feel like he's probably going to do well in New York or because the Jets are as bad or worse than what the Browns have been in the past, like 15 years, too. So, I mean, I don't know if they have literally no wide receivers as far as I can tell. I mean, 
who's who's our Anderson's or Robbie Anderson's probably the best guy at this point. I mean, yeah, and they signed Jameson Crowder too. And it, well, yeah. I like I, I like I like Crowder. The problem with him is he always gets injured. So right, if he can stay healthy, they I think they have a good duo. Um, and I assume that they're going to draft the receiver. Uh, sure. I, I I do like the Jets this year. I, I think they have a chance to make the playoffs. Uh, it, really. I think Sam, yeah, I think Sam Darnold's going to take a big leap forward. Okay. And their, de- their defense looks – I like their defense a lot. Um, I like the coaching hire, Adam Gase. Uh, you know, he's he, – you know, for, for all the flack he took, I think, I think he did a good job in Miami. Like, he took the Dolphins to the playoffs with Ryan Tannehill and Matt Moore. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then last, last year he had him in contention. I thought well, they had one of the worst rosters in the NFL. And, and, and oh, yet, yeah. after losing Dom Kansu, um, he, he had him in contention at, toward the end. And um, I, I like Ace. I think he's going to develop Darnold pretty well. And to answer your question before, I, I don't think Le'Veon Bell is going to be like 100 percent of what he was in Pittsburgh. Right. Uh, but the fact that he had a year off and his legs are refresh, I think he yeah. might be like 90, 95 percent of what he was, at least in like year one and year two with the Jets. And yeah, um, I, yeah I, I just like that team. I, I think that team is um, is really going to surprise a lot of people this year. No, and and. and- as a side note, the Jets are actually my second favorite team. Like, I loved Little Sisters of the Poor. I loved the Browns, who were awful, and I loved the Jets, who were awful. And it was all because of Fireman Ed. Like, I don't know yeah. why it was. When they started doing the JETS, I was just like, yeah, this is great. You guys suck, <laughs> but this is awesome. Uh, so, uh, but anywho, so talk about that the, the Browns move. I mean, obviously, defensive line was a massive gap for them last year. I mean, Agua could never get to the quarterback. Uh, you had Ogan Joby who could, but you know, run defense wise wasn't the best in the world. Had nobody next to him, and then Miles Garrett was the only one doing damage. But with nobody else doing anything, they were just double teaming him constantly. I mean, it was like sometimes even triple teaming. You know, we have season tickets. And I swear, I'd see that guy <laughs> getting hit by three people. So Sheldon Richardson is in a, I think, a massive upgrade is going to help Ogan Joby, and then. Olivia Vernon playing out of position, now playing in position, I think that's going to be pretty terrific. I mean, what do you think about at least some of those moves? And even some of the smaller ones, I mean, I think even Philip Gaines coming back for a one-year deal is a great deal. As long as he can stay healthy, he played pretty well. So what do you think? Yeah, I love their moves. Um, you know, trade, trading Kevin Zeitler, I thought, um, you know, for Olivia yeah. Vernon, I, I I didn't like giving Zeitler up. He's he's one of the best guards in the NFL. Yeah, but yeah. but Vernon is going to make Miles Garrett a lot better because yeah. you know, all of a sudden you can't double team Garrett in every play, and if you do, like Vernon is just going to go nuts. And Sheldon, you. yeah, right, Sheldon Richardson too. Um, they, they you could argue they have the best defensive line in the NFL. Like yeah. I, like they're at least top top five. Uh, they're definitely top five, maybe top three, and yeah. probably maybe number one. Um, and so they're going to get a lot of pressure on the quarterback this year. They're going to stop the run well. Ogan Joby's uh, is very underrated too. So um, sure. that that quartet is is awesome. Um, and yeah, I agree. Getting uh, getting gains back is is nice. Uh, and yeah, it seems it seems like their the rosters really come together. I, I like the Browns a lot this year. Um, I, I think the only the only concern I have, um, and you know, I talked to a Browns fan a few days ago who kind of alleviated this, uh, is that um, there there might be. The expectations might be too high all of a yep. sudden. And I hate teams that don't have success and have high expectations. Like yep. the, the 2011 Eagles come to mind. Like they were the dream team, even though they hadn't make the playoffs the yeah. year before. Um, and it, the Browns kind of reminded me of that because they have so much hype going on. But then, I, yeah. like I said, I talked to my friend who's a Browns fan. And he said, listen, we've had no success at all. We were talking about this earlier. Like, oh, no, man, I don't know. This is good. Right. He's like, people are going to be 
maybe optimistic but cautiously optimistic at the same time so like expectations might meet might not be as high as they might be for another team in the same circumstance so um yeah i, I love what the browns have done this offseason uh they're definitely one of the winners well and uh so but along the lines of you know cautious optimism if you listen to talk radio here they this is not i know they're trying to get clicks i know they're trying to get more you know people to listen and things like that but you would think we're going to the friggin' Super Bowl this year. <laughs> I mean, wh- I'm very bullish. I was very bullish on Baker Mayfield last year. Uh, my friend Rick hated my guts for even saying they were going to take Baker. I was take. I was saying they were taking Baker Mayfield in like December, and like <laughs> they're like, ah, oh, you're crazy. I'm like, no, I'm serious. It's going to happen. I also said too. I'm like, don't be surprised if they take Denzel Ward because not only has he got great speed, he's got the length that they need at that position that they haven't had in since maybe Joe Hayden's for a, you know, rookie season. So they had nobody to shut anybody down in that division. You have to, like, I mean, even look at Cincinnati, even though they suck, they still got AJ green. So it's, it's one of those things where if you don't have at least one, you're kind of screwed. So, you know, overall, I agree. I think there's uh, like, when you look at safety now, we're losing Jabril peppers. I mean, he really came on pretty strong at the end of the season. So I think there's still def- a definite hole right now or a question mark, I guess, if you look at where safety's at, which even last year, I never thought that Demarius Randall was going to turn into a, a possible Pro Bowl alternate, you know, free safety. Like, I, I didn't see that coming at all. So, I mean, Derek Kindred is basically the backup to, you know, Jabril peppers. So, I, I mean, while he hits like a freight train, uh, I have not yet to see him do any kind of coverage that made me wowed to say, boy, I can't wait for this guy to start. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they still have some question marks a little bit uh, at corner because if Terrence Mitchell can't stay healthy, you know, when he didn't stay healthy last year, you could clearly see a hole on the other side. I mean, no offense to TJ Carey, but he just can't hold a candle to Terrence Mitchell. So I agree with what the things you said. I definitely think they're a winner. I definitely think that they have done uh, great things the past two years when it comes to, you know, free agency. Now my biggest concern is don't turn into Kansas City like you did John Dorsey because you basically screwed their cap up for good for the next five years because of all the things that you did. And now you're going to have to try to keep Pat Mahomes at some ungodly high NFL number whenever he actually gets an extension. So yeah, that's going to be the biggest contract we've ever seen in the NFL. It's going to be unbelievable. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he made at least, uh, dude. He's kind of. They're probably going to make forty million a year. I mean, what's what's Drew Brees making right now? Like thirty two, thirty three, somewhere somewhere around there. Yeah, and I, I trying to like think of what Mahomes' guarantee is going to be too. Like it's, it's going to be it's going to be insane. <laughs> if if Kirk Cousins is getting a fully guaranteed <laughs> right. uh, contract, there's no way that Pat Mahomes isn't getting at least a hundred mil guaranteed. Yeah, cousins cousins might have uh, set the market for that, and uh, that was a big mistake by the Vikings. I, I think. Oh man, that was a horrible mistake. I like Kirk Cousins. I think he brings a lot of good things, but unless you put some serious studs around that guy, he, I mean, I, f- I feel like his fourth quarter like quarterbacking is about as bad as Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, it's just terrible. Like he just melts down in every fourth quarter. It's like, whoa, where did the guy that five touchdowns before? Like, what happened here? Yeah, it's not, it's not yeah, it's not just the fourth quarter too. It's like whenever he plays a, a good team or a great team, he just melts down, especially late in the year. Like week 17, you know he's going to choke. Like I, I thought that was I thought that was so obvious week 17 last year when they were playing the Bears and the Bears didn't really need that game. Uh when, once the Rams got out to a big lead. Um yeah. I I thought the Vikings were going to lose that game. I, I I didn't like going into the week. Like I I I thought with all the pressure on Cousins like he was going to melt down. You know, and he looked 
awful. I mean, it's it, right. you're right. It's, you know, now that I think about it, just about any game where you had a playoff team, that guy melts down. I mean, he looked awful against the Bears this year. And I, now, granted, the Bears defense with Cleo Mack, which I was begging hard for the Browns to use that first round pick this year on you know Cleo Mack. But I guess we'll just segue into the other reason for the first round pick, which I honestly didn't. I had no idea this. I, I thought it might. I, I mean, I had about. I gave it about a ten percent chance that this <laughs> this trade was going to happen because nobody of that magnitude ever moves a team that is even non quarterbacks. Like, I mean, this guy isn't. He's been an All Pro since he started. I mean, the one catch where he caught that one handed. I mean, put him on the map as listen, dude. You're a top three wide receiver in the NFL. Not named Antonio Brown or maybe DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, do you have any insight from anybody that has talked to you about how this trade even happened? And honestly, how the hell did it even happen? And I mean, this is crazy. And I honestly think it was for pennies, a first round pick, Jabril Peppers and a third round pick. Like, you got to be kidding me right now. That's nothing for that guy. I agree. I mean, he's he's worth a lot more than that. I, I, I thought. They they need to they needed to get uh, two firsts and and peppers like yeah. I, like for them for that to be even um, I don't have any insight as as to what happened with with yeah. Beckham and and yeah you're right like usually you don't see players of this magnitude move if, if you do right. they're usually like veterans like Antonio Brown who you know are going to be on the downside of their career like right. Odell Beckham's right. still in his mid twenties like he's gonna, <laughs> it's unbelievable yeah he's going to be great for a long time and uh, to get him for this cheap of a price is just unreal I, I thought. It's an absolute. It's an absolute steal for the Browns and uh, Giants fans. They're they're upset and they have every right to I be. I, like I, I actually actually think Gettleman's a good GM. Like outside of this trade, I, I thought he's done good things uh, right. over the years with Carolina and then with the Giants uh, last year. Um, but this move, I don't understand. Like, uh, like this this trade broke as we were doing a podcast of our own on, on yeah. our website, yeah. and so we were doing a mock draft uh, podcast, and we actually got to the uh, Browns pick, and we had to switch to the Giants. So like we actually like. We we're talking about this live on the podcast and we're like, the only way this makes sense is if if something weird happened in the locker room with the Giants right. that we just don't know about with Beckham. Like like right. maybe I don't like I don't even I couldn't even like imagine like what he could have done. Uh like, right. like what do you do? Like beat up a coach or something? Like I don't I don't <laughs> understand I don't know what could have happened. So yeah, it's a it's a great it's a steal for the Browns for sure. It, it and he just doesn't strike me as a locker room issue. I mean, from from all you know accounts, he's a great teammate. You know, he's a good human being. He gives a lot of money to you know charities. I mean, he goes out of his way to do these types of things. I mean, he acknowledges like friends on Twitter. Like almost nobody does that, especially NFL people. You know, like I mean, he gave that information recently. You know, to somebody in NFL.com. You know, just because they're friends. Like almost never do you see like media people like. Oh, I love this guy. This guy's great. Media is almost hated at this point now because we we chastise them all the time. So I was it was insane to think like, my God, like when this broke, I was on the phone with my buddy Rick and I'm like, oh, my God, this can't be real. Like I, I thought I was being like fished or something like that. Catfished, man. I'm like, no, nah, man, this is this is this is weird. This doesn't happen to the Browns. So <laughs> we're all just in a little bit of shock, you know, I guess in the area because we don't even as a season ticket holder, like we don't know what it's like to actually see that kind of talent on a field. So that's why we're sort of like, I think in I, the basking in the glow, it's like the, huh. like the after sex moment, like, Oh man, this is amazing. <laughs> you know? And like, that's sort of where we're at in Cleveland. And 
I have been probably one of the only people saying you got to need to calm down a little bit because if this team goes eight and eight next year, you would think they'll burn this place down, and they're going to burn this place down if they make you know they make it to the Super Bowl or something like that. Cleveland may never exist after that. I think they'll burn <laughs> every building down. It'll be insane. But like, I I also think the same thing about Gettleman as well. I mean, he's stuck to his guns even with Eli Manning, and he just hasn't picked a crappy quarterback that he didn't feel was comfortable. And I, and honestly. If Eli Manning had better talent, which is the why I'm so surprised that they got rid of, you know, Odell Beckham for as little as they did. I mean, granted, they lost Landon Collins, but I think it's a stretch to be like, hey, man, Jabril Peppers is going to be Landon Collins. I mean, definitely not. No, he's definitely a step down. I I, I like Peppers, but Landon Collins is one of the top safeties in the NFL. I mean, no doubt. I still feel like he got overpaid. Uh, There's... That's way too much. And, you know, speaking of the Redskins, we were talking about this on, and I mean, they're not even talking to Gruden now about any of the moves. They're just like, screw you, buddy. We're just going to do whatever we want here. Like, how insane of an organization is that? And it's not, you know, what's really nice to even say that is because the Browns have been, again, such a terribly run organization. It's almost amazing to us to even say, hey, man, look at those crappy guys uh, over there in Washington. They're even worse than us. Uh, unbelievable but Washington is an is a shit show man yeah I, well at, at the same time too like they have they have some issues of quarterback obviously with Alex Smith. Yeah. uh but oh, remember you think he's ever gonna play again I I, I doubt it I, I don't think he will but like remember last year they were six and two with yeah, Alex Smith good. yeah they 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 look like pretty good and um you know for all the flack that the Redskins get yeah, I, I think n- not enough people give him credit for not paying Kirk Cousins because there was so much media. Oh, yeah, yeah, there, yeah. yeah, so much media pushback on like, why are you not paying Cousins? You have to pay right. Kirk Cousins. And and they didn't. And like to their credit, they didn't get stuck with that horrible contract. So like right. they even though they've made some moves that I don't agree with and, and you're right to like to criticize them. Yeah. Um, the fact that they're not um, stricken with that bad contract at least gives them some chance to recover and like be good in the future. You know, like they sure. they, they, they they got um, they got Case Keenum and like Keenum is obviously not a good quarterback, but they're in a position where they can draft a quarterback in 2020 in that great quarterback class that they're going to have. Uh, so I, I think the Redskins are, you know, in a position to maybe uh, be a good team in the near future. Whereas, you know, the Vikings, I think they're going to keep declining with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, but I tell you what, bringing on that Landon Collins contract, that that's going to hurt, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot guaranteed money for a safety. Yeah, well, no, I will not pay a safety that much money, especially when, um, you know, you can get a better safety. I think like uh, the Packers got Amos for much cheaper than that. And oh, my so, God. Yeah. Yeah, it's like why you couldn't wait a couple of days to to get a better safety. I just, I just don't agree at like what they did with Collins. Yeah, I, I think they're gonna, you know, get into year three and be like, how how fast can we move this guy? You know, and he's but he's still young, so it's good. He's in his prime, so he's he's gonna be a, a great player. I, I think you're gonna get a good player, but at the same time too, though, man, that is an ungodly amount for a dude that you know plays half the time on the other side of the ball and just. While he makes impact plays, it's still not the guy. He's not a quarterback. You know what I mean? Right. He's not a wide receiver that really impacts the game way more than, say, a safety would. He's not Troy Polamalu. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I Like I said, it, paying paying uh, safety this much money just doesn't make sense right now in the NFL. There, there are yeah. a lot of good safeties out there, you know? Well, no, totally. I, I mean, you, you mentioned something about the 2020 class. Is that because Herbert's in it? Is that re- the reason why? 
Well, you have Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah, you're right. There's like, you know, tank for Tua. That's what the Dolphins apparently are doing. And then you have Jake Fromm uh, and then uh, Jacob Eason. Like, who knows what what he's going to do in Washington. So, like, this this, uh, 2020 quarterback class might have four first-round picks. And then, um, and then you have Trevor Lawrence in 2021. So, like the the next oh, yeah. two, the next two quarterback classes are going to be really good, uh, much better than this one at least. Yeah, I forgot about two of Iowa. Um, I just, I, I mean, I'm so focused on 19 right now. You guys are like, <laughs> yeah, 20 and 21, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have 2021 20, mock drafts on the site. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, was like you guys always do that. Uh, you know, uh, ahead of schedule mock drafts. It's kind of nice when I don't see the Cleveland Browns in the top five anymore. They're like, oh man, they're like at 20 right now. Like, oh great. Like that's that's kind of nice. Yeah, we have. Uh, I'm looking at 2021. Uh, we have Cleveland at 23. So that's even, nice. even though that, that's that's a random order, but still, it's more realistic than uh, than what we've had in the past. I know you've had it anywhere between one and eight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so you know, now that the you know Cleveland uh, doesn't have a first round pick, I, I still want to talk about like your you know people to watch within that first round. And honestly, it's clear that this is a defensive centric draft i mean i have not seen so many stud like linemen come out of a draft and I mean, even the linebackers boy what's his name from michigan blew away numbers i mean holy cow like that as a linebacker and you know we got gray along with that in fact i thought that gray didn't do as much in uh in or gary didn't do as much in uh michigan as i thought he would based on you know the status that he had but he's still going to go possibly in like the top 10. I mean, who who you got as far as like you need to look at these or some sleepers coming into this draft? Oh, well, some sleepers. I, I think um, I, I think the Browns are in a good spot here, uh, you know, in the sure. second round. I, I don't in the first round. This is not a good uh, cl- like this is not a top heavy class. Uh, teams Charlie spoke to said that. You know, there are about 20 first round caliber prospects in this class. So you're going to okay. have like you're going to have a bunch of second round prospects going late in round one. So it's, it's not sure. very good. Uh, you know, you've had some injuries. Um, you, people you didn't expect went back like Raekwon Davis and right. uh, Derek Brown and also Justin Herbert, as you mentioned. So like yeah. a lot of guys went, went into the 2020 class. Uh, so this class is not deep. But like I, I think the second round is where you want to be really in terms of value. And okay. there, there are going to be a lot of good cornerbacks in the second round. And you mentioned the cornerback uh, being a need uh, opposite of Ward. Uh, you know, you can find a, a, a decent quarter, corner in the second round. Sure. Um, whereas in the first round, it's possible that there might not be a first round uh, cornerback uh, taken uh, in this right. class. It's, it's which relatively is weak for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of the, it's one of the worst corner classes I've seen uh, in my 20 years of covering the website. It, it's pretty wow. bad. But uh, there are, there are going to be like six, seven, eight, maybe eight cornerbacks uh, taken in the second round. And I, I think those guys in terms of value is like you know, it's, it's pretty solid there. So I also think, too, linebacker for the Browns yeah. is something of need. I mean, I don't I've not kept up with how many you know excellent linebackers there are. But, you know, besides dude from Michigan who just absolutely destroyed the combine like that four, four speed or four, five speed of his at linebacker. That'd be lovely, you know, in the middle of the, of the Browns uh, defense, but you know, linebacker safety clearly at this point now, I would even throw tight end in for the Browns because I love Njoku, but I don't think they have anybody to actually pair with him whatsoever or a blocking type tight end at all. Like that can 
possibly catch the ball. I mean, look at even Rob Gorkowski at this point in his career. Now he can't run barely at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm surprised he actually hasn't come out yet and said, hey, I'm going to retire. Like, I thought he was going to, you know, take a few days. I mean, he's he's I think he's going to wait until actually OTA start or something like that, man. So as far as linebacker, possibly a safety, clearly with losing Jabril Peppers, what does that look like in the later rounds you know, between second and four? Uh, for anybody that uh, the Browns might be able to choose. Yeah, it, it, I feel like it's the same thing as corner. Um, there are a lot mm-hmm. of good uh, safety and linebackers. Uh, the linebacker class is definitely better than the safety and corner. Like, you're going to have two linebackers for sure go in the first round. You mentioned Devin Bush from Michigan. Yeah. Obviously, you have Devin White from LSU. Like, those two yep. guys are those two guys are studs. Uh, White's going to be a top 10 pick. Bush, uh, I don't think he makes it past Pittsburgh at 20. He might not yeah. be there for Pittsburgh at 20, but we'll see. Which would suck. <laughs> God damn it. Another linebacker in Pittsburgh. Enough with this. Yeah. I mean, they, they need to replace Ryan Shazier. So, I mean, that would be a great pick for them if uh, sure. he's there. Uh, but, yeah, you you have uh, several good uh, second-round uh, linebackers, I feel like, you know, with uh, Jermaine Pratt, Voshan Joseph, uh, DeAndre Walker, Mac Wilson, like uh, Blake Cashman. He's uh, probably like a third-rounder, Trey Lamar, a third-rounder. Sure. Like the, these guys are, are going to be available for the Browns on day two, and I, I think they can fill, the, fill a need that way. And then safety is like the same thing, like Juan Thornhill. I, I th- John, Jonathan Abrams is probably going to go – I would say late first, early second. So I don't, I don't think the Browns can get him sure. unless they trade up. Uh, but there, there are a bunch of other good safeties like uh, Darnell Savage. Um, I, I mentioned Thornhill, um, yeah. you know, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Like there, there are a bunch of uh, decent safeties uh, in day two. So uh, the Browns good. can, fi- the Browns can fill their need on the second day of the draft. No, and uh, but let's say for instance, let's play uh, fun draft. You know, when we we can do whatever we want at this point, we're not actually the general manager. But what is the likelihood that they could possibly move back into the first round for a guy like a Devin Bush or something like that? I think to get Devin Bush, you'd have to move past Pittsburgh at twenty, uh, and so that'd be that'd be pretty difficult, I think, because they, they don't they lost. Uh, their third rounder to the Giants as well. Uh, yeah. So, you know, uh, like I don't know if they had the ammunition uh, to to really move up like that. Um, it, it would be really tough. Uh, I think they'd have to give up a 2020 first rounder to to move up uh, past 20, which um, yeah I want to do because the 2020 class looks amazing. You know, so sure. I, I I would just uh, I would just hang tight. There, there there are good values in in the second round of the draft. I, I would just stay there. In fact, I, I think the the Browns should probably move down. Get some more picks um, because I don't think the guys you get in round two are going to be much different than the guys you can get in round three. So okay. I, I think I think trading down and maybe getting like a second or third, uh, probably a third next year as well. Like I, I would do that. No, that sounds like a good idea. I, I have no problem with that at this point. I mean, this is the first year that nobody's had the Super Bowl draft for the Browns because every year that's all we gave a shit about was like, <laughs> hey, man, let's look at Walter football and see where they're at this time. Who, who's going <laughs> to who they're going to take number one? Who they're gonna, you know what I mean? Like it's all it's always been like, let's get drunk on the draft because that's the only exciting thing that happens for the Browns throughout the entire season. So it's going to be kind of nice if I happen to watch the draft this year casually to be like. Yeah, I don't really care. Like this, this is <laughs> this is kind of nice. Like I don't even have to watch day one. I could just snooze through that, and then you know just watch day two if I feel like it. Like it's kind of nice to feel yeah, a little sense of of love that we don't have to worry about the beautiful draft. <laughs> yeah, tune in at uh, what like nine nine thirty or uh, Eastern on uh, sat- on a Friday night, and then you'll have your first pick. So 
I know uh, it's good, dude. That's ex- perfect. You know, by, by that time, if I have my daughter, she's asleep. I could just kick my feet up and be like, "Yeah, let's have a beer now. This is amazing." <laughs> it's a different, different experience for sure. Uh, it's. I don't think. I'm, I'm sure we're not going to be able to know what to do. We're going <laughs> to. You know what? Hey, damn it! Let's just make up fake drafts. Like, oh my god, they're going to trade back into the first round, which be literally dumb. I mean, I asked the question just to be fun, but like, <laughs> I don't think John Dorsey's a, a stupid fool to do something like that, unless he's. I mean, there is no receiver at this point that I think the Browns should ever go after, considering the the talent they have already at, at that position with the trade of Odell Beckham. I could have considered that had they not made that trade. Uh, and <laughs> poor Rashad Perryman, man, he had a he had a pretty yeah. crazy couple of days there for a minute. <laughs> yeah, he he did. And actually, before the trade, I had you guys uh, taking AJ Brown out of uh, Ole Miss. The receiver. I did see that, and I yeah. I, I semi disagreed with you on that because I was like, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like I'd rather stick around with Rashad Perryman if he can play anywhere near what he did in the last four or five games. Plus, I mean, he was probably going to be cheaper than a first-round pick. I mean, he, he was only going to make $4 million in one year. So, um, you know, probably to commit. It's been really tough to, for me to watch committing to, to receivers in, in the past few drafts. They're just – they really haven't done anything. I mean, like, hasn't been like one of those guys like that's Odell Beckham or like a DeAndre Hopkins kind of guy. It's, they're just been kind of ho-hum, really. I mean, I, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, it's it's been a while since uh, you know we've had you know an elite receiver. I I think I think that's going to change next year. the The twenty twenty class is going to have uh, sure. two guys who can go in the top eight as oh, receivers. Really? So yeah, Jerry Judy from Alabama and uh, Lavisca Chenault from Colorado. Okay. Those, those those two guys are, are studs, and um, yeah, they're going to be they're going to be great. So they're they're on the level of like Julio, AJ. Yeah, Green, I was like, just about like to say Julio Jones. Yeah, that yeah. that was in my opinion. I feel like that was the last couple, like the AJ Greens and the and the Julio Jones. Is that like you just? I mean, shoot, we took Corey Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's bad>. uh, <laughs> when he was on, it was so funny when he was on. Um, uh, hard, uh, hard knocks when he was talking about his shoe thing, and then they basically were like, You're out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so it was so funny. Like when he, walked in, <laughs> when he walked into that room and he's like, Why aren't I playing with the starters? Well, because you're not even good enough to be on any team. That's why. Yeah. I mean, playing right now? No, I didn't think so. <laughs> oh man, I hope you know what? Speaking of that, do you think that hard knocks would bring the Browns back this year, like a back to back because of all the things they just done? I mean, literally, they're like, Dude. This is like a saga now, man. We got a great reality story here in Cleveland. What do you think? You think they'd come back? I don't see why not. I mean, there's a lot of hype with the Browns, so right. why not? I think it'd be great. I would, I would definitely tune in. Totally. I mean, with all the new people coming in, I mean, you'd probably see the bromance between Landry and, and you know, OBJ. I think it'd be great, man. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. Well, dude, I really appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, so... I'm going to give you a few minutes to, you know, pump your site, anything new that's coming, any events, any kind of podcast that you talk about that you'd like to to throw out there before we head out. So it, here's your time. Do your thing. Yeah, we have uh, 2019 NFL mock drafts uh, from Charlie and I and uh, also 2020 and 2021 NFL mock drafts. Uh, so if you're looking uh, to see who the Browns or anyone else is going to take uh, in the next couple of years, we definitely have that. 
Uh, we have grades for every single free agency signing, like that's been significant, uh, and also grades for all the trades. Uh, we have NFL picks and fantasy football during the season. Uh, so, like I said before, we cover everything in the NFL. So, and it's all free. You can just come to the site and read the information, see if you like it. Uh, so, uh, it's uh, it's WalterFootball.com. Uh, we also have a podcast. Uh, we're on YouTube as well. Just search uh, Walter Football. Um, and yeah, it's uh, like, like I said, we cover everything. So, uh, yeah, come check us out sometime. No, that's great, man. And uh, we were talking earlier offline. If you don't, if you really want a good laugh, check out the Emmett <laughs> Smith drafts. Uh, they are without question the funniest thing I've ever read. Uh, it's, I, I remember, you know, when you were talking about how bad he was and just uh, the picks, like sometimes he picks three guys of the same stature or the same thing and, and you just change the names of them, which is even better. Like, that's <laughs> one of my favorite things to read. So check that out, too, guys. So anyway, thanks a lot, uh, Walter. I, pr- I appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, hopefully we do this a few more times, uh, maybe before the season starts. And because uh, I know probably as soon as it starts for you, it gets bananas. Like there's probably no way uh, you'd be able to do something like this. So anyway, thanks a lot, bro. I really appreciate it. And uh, have a good rest of your day. All right. Thanks a lot. Have, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Take care. All right. Bye.